Good morning, coaches. Brian Blackburn here with Pound the Rock Podcast. Uh, want to thank HardwoodTexas.com for uh, sponsoring our podcast, as well as our sponsors Huddle, Scholastic Steel, Waterboy Graphics, Jeremy Thomas Agency through Allstate, and Tumbleweed Textiles. Appreciate you guys sponsoring this podcast. Today we have our special guest, Coach Zach Bover from uh, Army. And uh, you guys probably know him. And as he mentioned to me, I, I'm, I butcher his last name because I'm from Texas. But uh, he does the pickandpop.net and has a great YouTube uh, YouTube channel with tons of basketball content. This guy gathers more basketball content in three days probably than I have my whole life. So, uh, Coach, thanks for joining us today. No, I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to get a chance to kind of share share some stuff and get a chance to reach uh, you know uh, the high school coaches in the great state of Texas, uh, you know, a state with a ton of great basketball and a state that I love uh, getting a chance to go down and visit and and talk with you guys. So it's it's my honor to be on here with you guys today. Well, you mentioned uh, last time we talked how many guys from the state of Texas have been through your program, and I know this is—is is this your second year there? Is that right? This is this is my this is uh, going into my second year. Sorry, yeah. my second year. So, uh, we do we have we have we 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 have a we have a good number of Texas guys, but we want to get more. Um, we uh, we just graduated one. Uh, we actually uh, we we're talking right before we started here. We have uh, the Mammal brothers, uh, Ben and Scott. From, uh, the, from the city of San Antonio, and so Scott actually just graduated. He's actually going to be our prep school head coach. Part of his, uh, you know, part of the deal when you graduate from West Point, uh, you have a five-year military commitment on the end of it. But uh, actually, Scott is going to serve his first six months of that military commitment. Uh, that's Scott Mammal. He's going to serve his first six months of us as uh, the head coach of our prep, assistant coach of our prep school right here on campus. And his younger brother is uh, is right in the program, and they were they were actually recruited before I got here. But help me out, coach. Churchill High School down in San Antonio. That, yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah, Churchill. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and then we uh, we have a junior, uh, Kane Edwards, who's from Shirts, uh, who's from Shirts, Texas. And then uh, you know we're, we have another guy in our prep school who's from the state of Texas, from the Dallas area. And uh, we're trying, we're always trying to get more. Uh, graduated uh, our all-time assistant leader in 2016, uh, Dylan Cox, who's from the Austin area. So Texas is a place that I, I think. Uh, I think can be very good to us. There's a lot of good players. There's, you know, there, and one thing I know coming out of Texas, they've been coached, and uh, the military has a presence there. Uh, and so I think it's a place where what we're looking for and our values could resonate mm-hmm. with some of those kids. So well, we we have some in our program, but we're always looking for more. That's great. Well, uh, before we get started talking more about uh, uh, about Army, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your story? I mean, you, you've uh, you've traveled around. You're a fairly young coach, but uh, you seem like a guy just from what I what I've read and what I've seen that is just uh you want to learn as much as you can. You're a learn it all as far as uh, basketball comes. So why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself and your background? No, and you hit it on the head there. Uh, you know, there's um, I was a guy who I, I wasn't much of a player. I was cut from my high school team, but you know, from my very early ages, I you know just for some reason uh, you know something clicked and I was just was obsessed with basketball. And, I always tell my parents that I gave a, I tell them I gave them a fair warning when my first word was ball. They should have known what was coming. But in the early age, I just was you know really interested in basketball. Uh, and it really caught me, and I think uh, I think like all of us, um, you know, that foray into coaching came because at some point in our life we were exposed to the impact a coach.
coach can have on a young person. And for me, it was a couple coaches I had growing up, and I kind of recognized how they made me feel. And maybe subconsciously, you know, as I became more immersed in the game and what they did for me, I, I wanted to have that same impact on people. And I think all of us, you know, in the co- you know, as coaches can trace uh, when we wanted to coach or why we coached, the, the impact someone had on us younger. And my point is this, is that we are striving to have that impact on more people that that coach had on us. So I had some great coaches growing up, and that's why I, I always, whenever I get a chance to talk to high school coaches, you know, don't minimize the job you're doing because it's unbelievable um, the impact my my coaches had on me growing up. And you you only, you don't know it, but the the number of people you get to impact on a day, on a day to day basis, on a yearly basis, it, it's phenomenal. So for my like I said, come from my high school team. Uh, ended up, uh, I knew I wanted to get a coach and ended up finding my way. Uh, so I was like, all right, I want to become a manager. Um, I want to do a Division One school. I ended up going to a great school in New York City, Fordham University. Worked there for four years. Uh, I, I was a part-time student. I was a full-time course load, but I spent the bare minimum uh, on my studies, uh, got my grades that I needed to get. But, uh, you know, all my all my free time was spent in the basketball office. And, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity to learn from some coaches and, just get immersed in Division One basketball, and I was fortunate enough that from there, uh, right after graduation, I was able to latch on uh, at Iona College, which was just up the road. This is in New York, and uh, a guy, a longtime high school coach who was coaching Division Two ball as well, had gotten the job there, and he hired me. And uh, I still remember he hired me in a part-time spot, paying five thousand dollars. And uh, it's tough when you're talking to your parents who had just, you know, put down some serious money for your college education. You're telling them. You're gonna take a job paying five grand, and uh, but you know what? They they you know they they encouraged me to follow my dreams, and and um, it's a funny story now. And uh, you know, like I said, Tim Cruz hired me, and he is he was a coach, high school coach for 25 years. Uh, you know, in New York, I become a Division two coach, and uh, I thought I knew a little bit about basketball, and I just you know within my first hours of being around him, I, I knew this man had forgotten more. He, he forgets more about the game of the day than I'll ever know. And just an unbelievable coach, master coach, and I was able to spend uh, was able to spend a better half three years there uh, with him. And uh, you know, he gave me you know he gave me an opportunity, moved me up, and it, you know, it was a great it was a, it was a tremendous place to work. And there's so many things that I know. Like I said, I knew nothing about the game, and he just kind of he, he really helped me grow. And from there, I went on to Fairly Dixon University in New Jersey, University of Maine, and uh, I was fortunate enough uh, when Coach Allen gave me the opportunity to come down here to West Point. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to come back, to, you know, down into the New York area, and uh, you know, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that coaching tree is amazing. Coach Clouse at Iona, the, he's an offensive guru, and then uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And then at Maine, you know, uh, not only are you are you working through your pick and pop stuff, pickandpop.net, but I know your head coach also does podcasts. And uh, yeah, I actually Coach listened Walsh to him. Does a great job. Yeah, Coach Walsh. I saw. I listened to him and uh, Buzz Williams, who was one of my college coaches. Uh, listened to them the other day on a podcast. So that's pretty cool too. Just li- you know, just lifelong learners, and uh, you, that's yeah, what you guys are. And it's, and it's, and it's funny, and it just exposes, and you know, you're talking about learning it all and all that stuff, and you're talking about Coach Walsh's website and his podcast. But, you know, there's so much good stuff out there, and why? You know, people always ask me why do I, you know, why do I do the website? One of the reasons I do the website is I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be in this business if not for people putting out content when I was a high in high school and college, and I just was trying to learn everything I could. I was downloading clinic notes. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I spent as much. Uh, 
spend as much time, you know, putting out clinic notes, reading them in class when I should have been, uh, when I should have been paying attention to the professor. But my point is this, is that there's so much out there now. There's so much out there without it. You don't need to spend a dime. You don't need to go to a clinic. You can, you know, and I hope I've provided a little bit of that. I hope I've provided a coaching resource where a guy can go on. If he's looking for, hey, you know, a set against 131, here's something. You know, you're looking for how to develop culture. Here's something. There's so much stuff out there for free online that you can use. And I know the problem is that you, different from me. You guys have real jobs. I, I, <laughs> I, I just get to coach and just coach. I know you guys are, you know, put black when you're telling me that you were, uh, you know, you're cross country in the morning. I'm sure you're teaching classes later and practice and all that stuff. So, and I know you know, guys only, and you know, I'm not even talking about the most important job of having, you know, with family, but um, there's, uh, you know, there's a ton out there, and it's now, and then it becomes about managing your time and trying to, and trying to learn, uh, and trying to use it as, a, you know, efficiently as possible, and trying to learn as much as you can. Yeah, we, I mean, we really have no excuse. I mean, we have everything at our at our fingertips. And, uh, you know, I should be getting 1% better every day, just like my players. And, and I think that, you know, that mindset as a coach just continually growing. If I just, if I just, if I just, uh, read one of the articles that you've tagged on your, on your website, then I've, I've made myself better that day. And I think every coach can kind of strive to do that for sure. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the culture there at West Point at Army? I mean, y'all are in a unique situation, but, uh, uh, building a, an unbelievable program and an identity that you guys have. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how excited you are? It, it, it's truly a unique situation. It's, it's simply that we, you know, are associated with the premier leadership institution in the entire world. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about the elite of the elite. So anytime you are associated and represent something of that magnitude, I mean, it's, um, it's an honor to, you know, it's an honor. And I, but I do, and I think, our basketball program plays a role in that leadership building and, and what we do. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the point of it is that no other program in the country offers the combination of, uh, you know, I think the rich tradition, the great athletics, um, elite academics and leadership development as West Point. And, and, you know, we are a part of that. And, um, this program has history. Um, you know, you're talking about the two Titans of our industry, uh, you know, coach K, played and coached here, Bob and Coach Knight coached here. Um, they've been associated with this. And so there's tremendous tradition uh, that hasn't always translated to on-court success. We're still looking for our first NCAA tournament berth. Um, but, it's uh, you know, you're representing something that's so much bigger than yourself and you're representing and your players are representing, you know, a, a, you know, a program that really embodies uh, the values of the school and of duty on our country. So, um, our basketball program is a role in that, and we're, we're, we're building something, trying to do something here that's never been done before. Um, and, and, you know, that's grounded in, in the core values we have of toughness, competitiveness, enthusiasm, leadership. Um, and, you know, we're trying to use those and find talented players that fit the mold, that embody those values um, that will take us, again, to uh, the NCAA tournament. And, and, but that kind of starts with our mentality, and that starts with our daily work. Uh, if we're going to sit here and think about and work every and think every day, hey, we're going to get, we want to get to the NCAA tournament, we want to get to the NCAA tournament. That's nice, but what are we doing every single day to do that? And how, you know, what are the standards that we're aligning ourselves with to get there? And that's the important thing. And uh, I think we're slowly building that culture here. Um, coach Allen is going into his second year as well. He was an assistant coach here for six years and took over, took the head job. And he's building, you know, I think we're going in the direction where we have a group of talented young players who I think are 
um, committed to improving every day and committed to embodying those values, not only the school do beyond our country, but our values within our program of toughness, competitiveness, enthusiasm, and leadership. That's outstanding. So those pillars are things that y'all are going to reinforce every, every single day and, and probably in every single drill. Would you, would you agree with that? I mean, those are things that are going to, the players are going to have those etched on their heart, basically. Yeah, and, and that's the key. And I'll say this, and, and you know, there are people that have uh, expressed this point in much better ways than I will, but I'll tell you, if you don't have core values in your program, I would encourage you to spend some time before the year gets going here, because you know, and I would spend some time thinking about it. Because I think, and uh, Jim Collins has done great work in this in this regard when uh, him studying core values. It, it just when you come up with those core values, it's not really this core value is right or this core value is wrong. I'll say right now, like I'm not saying toughness, competitiveness, enthusiasm, leadership the best. These are the best core values in the country. No, they're not. But that's our culture. Sure. And it might not be your culture at Wall. It may not be your culture wherever you are. But if you can just come up with these are what's important to me, these are what we're going to build our program on, and then stress those to your guys and continue to emphasize them and continue to bait those into them where they represent that, then you're going to be better off than not having them. And so, you know, I wouldn't be scared about am I choosing the right ones? Spend some time thinking about what is important to you. What do you want your program to be about? And I would move forward with kind of coming up with those and, you know, in demonstrating them to your players and showing them and saying, this is what we're going to be about, um, you know, in constant fine tuning. But I, I would encourage people to sit down and really have, have that conversation with themselves and have that thought process conversation with their staff. Um, and, and again, it's, now it's easy to put those on the wall. <laughs> are you living it every day? You know, and so that that would be my follow-up point. Is everyone loves culture, culture, culture. All right, culture isn't a sign you put on the wall. It's not. It's, it's what are you doing every day? Because culture, you don't tell me what your culture is. <clears throat> Show me. Because culture is what your players are doing and what you know how your program exists on a day-to-day basis. Right now, do you agree with guys like Archie Miller that you have to have an identity first before you can build culture, and that identity is the day in and day out work? Is that something that you're trying to build? Yes, yes, and I encourage it. It's a very good point. And, again, I think sometimes we'll get into some buzzwords of what is culture, what is identity. But for anyone that's listening that hasn't read the article, um, I'll I'll give a plug. You know, it's – I think it's – if you search Archie Miller, uh, identity first, culture second, it's on my website um, as well. Um, It's a fantastic article where – Really, what Archie Miller, uh, the new head coach at Indiana, makes a fantastic point that actually identity should come first, um, and then you know culture follows. And it's a uh, it's a very interesting point by him that essentially what are we gonna what are we gonna pride ourselves on, and then let's and then and it kind of goes back to my point that culture is not something you say; it's something that you do every day. And um, I think it's a very succinct point that Coach Miller makes in his uh, in his in that article. And again, that article can be found on my website. But also, if you look, um, it's uh, if you the article is entitled on from Yahoo Sports it's called "Clean Office, Clean Slate: Archie Miller Starting from Scratch with the Reboot of Indiana." Um, and it's a very good article. I, I recommend uh, I recommend. And just I'm reading this here. Uh, it, you know. 
Archie Wright says, I think culture is earned. You don't start talking about culture four weeks down the road. A culture date was built over the course of hard wins and hard losses, overcoming adversity. Culture is resiliency, not ever bending away from what you want to be about. But identity is different. We can start to implement identity right away, every day. Culture is five or six years or down the road. Whatever they say about Indiana at that point, we've earned but we don't have one yet. So his point is that, and maybe it's, you know, and again, he's, he's in the process of just arriving in Indiana, and he's building up, he's establishing his identity. He says the culture is really what ends up taking place. Identity comes first. And I think, I think right now we're just kind of parsing over different words. Sure. I think it's a tremendous point that he's, made, he's making and saying, what, are we, what is our identity going to be? And then, you know, you know, and that's how we're going to build up our culture. Yeah, and it's definitely worth... Both of those identity and culture are definitely worth a coach spending time. And uh, you know, we hear the we hear the term. I, I had a podcast with a high school coach a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "Culture eats uh, strategy for breakfast." And so uh, that's a great tip, <laughs> one, yeah. Uh, what uh, one question? What type of player are you looking to recruit? Uh, I know uh, there's obviously a a narrow uh, a field of, of of student athlete that you are going to be able to recruit. So, what type of kid? Are you looking for? You're talking to over uh, 850 high school coaches right now, and so what type of player are you looking to recruit at West Point Army? Well, you know, first, uh, you know, I think a lot of times we our, our window is narrowed simply by academics. Now, one thing and something we're you know we're it's a misconception I had when I arrived at West Point is that we have a unique opportunity. I'm not going to get too into it. But we have a unique opportunity where we have a prep school here on campus where we are able to. If a student doesn't quite meet the academic standards uh, after a senior year of getting into West Point, which involves, um, uh, you know, a very high test score, um, you know, uh, an SAT score uh, 1,200 or above, an ACT 27-ish with a very good GPA, if a kid after a senior year of high school isn't ready to meet that standard right away, we actually have a prep school here on campus where we can bring in a set of players to um, to that prep school, and they can matriculate for a year there and then move on to the academy with four years of eligibility. My only point is this, is that I have this idea that, you know, everyone at West Point needs to be that 1,300 GPA SAT, that 4.0 GPA where, you know, we have, and I always surprise test coaches by saying, hey, you know, now they need to be very good students to get, and they need to be ready to do the work, but we don't need that super, super high-end academic kid. We can more do things in line with a – uh, you know, with a, you know, we have a baseline that we need to get to. But my point is this, is that the academic standard, the academic window isn't quite as narrow as, as people think it is, but there, that still exists. So first off, are you academically qualified to be on our radar? Boom, you are. All right, now what are we looking for? Well, for people that, good basketball players, because everyone always launches into writing for values. But at the end of the day, we can find players that do this. We need both. There needs to be a certain talent threshold. There needs to be certain basketball skills we're looking for. And right now, uh, we've kind of built this program on playing very fast. We were as dangerous um, as any team in the country in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock this past year. Uh, our pace is very important to us, um, and we've built that up. Uh, we were, uh, you know, kind of not again the minutia of staff, but we're 15th nationally in the percentage of our field goals that occurred in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock um, following a miss. We were third nationally in the percentage of our field goals that occurred in the first 10 seconds the shot clock following make. So that combines together. No team was as good at both as we were. So, uh, you know, we were as good in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock as anyone in the country. So 
that's the focus, uh, you know, at, you know, especially at those four positions, so, you know, one through the four, where we want to play with some skill level. We want to play with some guys that can play an open court attack and, and move and drive the ball and shoot. Uh, so, you know, that we're really going to look for a high skill level one through four. Um, the five is a little bit different. Where we're looking for some different things uh, with how much – with how fast we want to play, we're looking for a guy that can run and get out ahead of the defense. That's a, you know that's the key for us. But we're gonna you know we're gonna seek out guys that with a high skill level that are tough that know how to play. Shooting is a big thing. I think it's really hard to, you know in this day and age with how smart defenses are to you know play a ton um, in one of those perimeter spots without uh, without the ability to shoot. So right. we're gonna kind of center around those those things and try to you know try to find the best. Uh, uh, try to find the best you know players we can that fit not only our character values that fit in with what we you know or maybe are looking for something that West Point can provide and uh, you know obviously talented with uh, with you know some skills with you know and you know ability to know how to play and ability to shoot. Yeah, you guys are going to be able to utilize those tweener guys probably more so than a lot of people if they're skilled, tweener but they're tweener. Tweener is our favorite word, and you know we're gonna have we're gonna I don't think we're you know. We're not going to have great size at some of those spots. But that's fine. There's other areas, you know, especially even if you're smaller. There's there's other places you can beat them. You know, I love Brad Stevens always talks about that. You know, when people talk about size advantage, understand you have an advantage and that you have the advantage of leverage. That when you're smaller, you have the advantage of leverage. You're playing close to the ground, and we we want to be quicker on the floor. We want to be quicker in our movement. Our toughness is in our movement. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, well, let's let's switch gears here just a little bit, and uh, this is yeah. this is more for me than probably anybody listening. If you were a high school coach, how would you want to play? <laughs> how would you? What style would you want to use offensively, defensively? What what trends maybe would you see uh, that you guys use or the pros use that you would want to that you would want to use? <laughs> now, uh, I, there's a couple reasons why I'll cringe a little bit of the question is that every single person on this podcast one more high school basketball game tonight. Uh, <laughs> I've never, and I, I've been, I, I always joke whenever, like, uh, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm talking to a, a, you know, a coach or anything, uh, you know, maybe we'll be messaging and says, hey, I appreciate what you do for the website. I'll always say, hey, just understand this. There's a rule. There's a golden rule with that website that if you take something and you use it, it works. You got to take credit for it, all right? And, and if it doesn't work, that's where you can just blame the guy. You know, <laughs> and that's never been a head coach in his life. He's been an assistant. So, um, not knowing a ton about that exact region, or you know, I mean, now I've done a chance to watch, I've done a chance to practice, but not knowing the day to day and game to game what people are doing. But uh, one thing, uh, what, at the high school level, I would spend a lot of time, um, and we spend an enormous time here at the college level, but I would do it even more at the high school level. Is I would spend an amazing amount of time, insane amount of time, making layups. I mean, it would be such a part of my practice. Um, that where I, you know, I would spend, I would try to get my guys as good at making layups as possible. Yeah. Um, and I would put a ton of time into the skill uh, development. Um, and it's hard, you know, uh, with within practice, uh, we do it a ton here. Is you know, our whole idea is that, you know, if we're sitting looking at the roster in November and we're saying, you know, come come February, we'd rather have better players than better plays. We'd rather have better players than you know, better zone attack. So we're going to spend a ton of time. We're going to take time out of our practice to develop a player individually, and uh, you know I, I, that'd be a huge key. And I think it's even more important as you know as, as you get into the college and high school ranks, um, just how important that is. And, and with that, I spend a ton of time uh, developing guys' shooting ability. I spend a ton of time 
uh, developing guys that ability to finish at the rim because those are the shots you end up wanting. And now, you know, I watch high school games. I see, you know, I, I see guys struggle to finish at the rim. And, you know, and we'll get into a little bit of, you know, defensively I would dare guys to make those shots. I dare guys to finish at the rim. I'd, I'd resist, trying, you know, rushing at help because I, I just don't see many guys that make layups at, at a high level outside maybe that team's best player or whatever. Right. So Sometimes, you know, working on layups. You know, and a lot of things is who are you defensively? Who are you offensively? Who are you defensively? That um, I'm a guy who I like to play with great pace, and I value sets. But and I'm not going to tell you the guy that runs motion is wrong. And so that question I would struggle with a little bit because my question, my, I would ask you, well, what do you do to begin with? And, you know, you should have an idea of what you think winning basketball looks like, and you should follow suit with that. But so uh, offensively, I think I would more trend towards what I think works, and that I would play uh, with I would play with great pace, and you know I would probably maybe at that level run a fewer sets than I would at the college level. Just uh, I would really more emphasize spacing and uh, and, and whatnot, but um, that's more in line with what I think what I think of winning basketball looks like. I'm not saying hey at the high school level you need to do this because uh, you know and you know this. You took all those state championships in the state of Texas that was won or won in March and April. I bet you they all played a different way. That's right. So different ways yep. to win. And what fits you with winning basketball? Now, I, I'll just make one point that I do think maybe I would do more in high school than I would in college. Is I would I, I would I would pressure the basketball and I would try to force guys to dribble to handle basketball at, at full speed. And I would get in, I would I would uh, probably extend full court more at the high school level than I would at college because I would try to speed guys up and make them play, especially to their weak hand, and I'd play up the line. I'd be very aggressive defensively in full court, and I don't think I would necessarily do that in college, but I do think that's something I've seen, at least here in the local high school, what I've seen in Texas, is that I think that would be conducive to win. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, one, yeah. yeah, no, that's perfect. That's exactly, that's a, that's exactly what... Uh, you know, just give coaches different ideas and different thoughts and a different uh, perspective because you're you're watching and you're going to watch a high school game. You're not going to watch the game. You're watching one or two players possibly, and so you have a total. Now, hey, if, I, if I'm doing that, and I'm ignoring. I'm. Uh, I mean, I then mean, some of the best stuff I've learned. I've. I would I would not have won because I'm walking to a gym. Yes, I have a job. I got to evaluate a kid, but uh, you know, especially in the great state of Texas, what you guys have with that gym period. I'm walking right. practice, and, and and I'm saying, all right, what are you doing for shooting? Oh, I love that drill. Let me steal that drill from you. Uh, our guy, you know, uh, our guys, you know, half yeah. of our drills we do here at West Point are named after some, you know, small town of a high school that I stole the drill from. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm certainly taking, I'm saying, I understand this. If I'm coming to your gym, I'm, I'm walking out with something. I'm stealing something. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, well, what what advice were you given as a young coach, or even you know even now? What what's some advice, some words of wisdom that you've received from your mentors that you can kind of pass on to us? The best advice I've ever received it changed my life. It changed my career. Um, I got a chance to talk to Coach Tom Crean. Uh, mm-hmm. He had just taken over at Indiana at the time. I was a manager as a young guy, and you know, kind of we got a chance to talk about you know the business and and he said and I'll be very quick with this but he said you know a lot of people a lot of young coaches are just focused on and it's ground into you it's ground into you in the college coaching industry get players good players good players good players 
that is your job. And, and that, that 100% is my main job. Is I need to, you know, all my staff is I need to do two things. I need to cultivate relationships best with our current players, and I need to develop relationships with prospective players, the best prospective players I can find. Um, but that's grounded into too much, and I think the game's gone, and it's caused the game to go in a direction that isn't necessarily uh, the best. And so what he said was too many people are focused on that and that the basketball guy, the basketball coach is dying out a little bit. So he said, I would encourage you to spend time every day watching film. He said, because it's not going to come. You're not going to become immersed in basketball. You're going to become more knowledge in basketball by just it just happening. You know, you're going to need to take consistent effort over a period of time that results in your improved knowledge of the game. And I think that's an important point because of the way the industry is going a lot of times these assistant coaches, you're at the mercy of the boss they're working for. They're, you know, they're, they're heads down. They're trying to work on recruiting. And the only basketball they're exposed to, unless they stretch themselves, is just the basketball they happen to be doing and the, that their program happens to be playing. And Coach Crane's point was this, and, the, you know, he challenged me. He said, watch an hour of film every day. From that point, I think I missed a couple, uh, but I've tried to watch an hour of film every single day because I've tried to grow myself in that regard, that it wasn't going to happen right then, that, the way you become more knowledgeable at basketball is watching, is spending time studying it. And, and it's very easy to get yourself in a rut. And Kevin Eastman's got a great one on it. Have you coached 10 seasons or have you coached the same season 10 times? Right. Have you grown? Have you spent time studying it, challenging yourself, asking yourself questions, studying it? And that's something I think I've done. I've always tried to expand my knowledge and always tried to grow myself in that regard. I think that, that advice was the best advice I can. I took it and ran with it and, and – I've uh, you know, tried to kind of hold myself that standard of watching an hour film every day. Now, again, it goes back to, you know, I, I get to coach basketball program. I've never worked a day in my life. You guys have families, you know, other jobs. And so maybe it's not an hour a day, but maybe it's, you know, maybe it's three hours a week. Maybe it's two hours a week. Maybe it's 30 minutes every day. Whatever it is, are you spending time stretching yourself um, in, in trying to, trying to uh, develop new ideas about the game? Right. And uh, it's more than just spending time. It's it's investing. You know, spending is yeah, you spend it. You yeah. know, we're if we do that, like you said, just even a couple hours a week, that's an investment for sure. Uh, well, Coach, thank you so much for being with us today. Do you have any, uh, you know, uh, closing thoughts for us about uh, West Point basketball or I- even your your uh, your YouTube channel or pick and pop Anything you want to close us out with? <laughs> Well, I would just I would just encourage that if there's ever anything anyone needs, I have a ton of stuff up on that website. Uh, you know, like Coach said, it's pickandpop.net. I hope it helps your program. Again, if it works, you got to take credit for it. It's not blame me. Um, if, if there's ever anything I can do for you, um, I'd love to help you. If there's a player you think would be a great fit for Army West Point, please contact me. Um, like Coach said, um, my I'll, I'll give you my email. It's uh, Z, as in Zebra, A. K, B as in boy, O, I, S as in Sam, V as in Victor, E, R as in Robert, P as in Tom, at gmail.com. I'll give you my personal, and uh, if there's ever anything I can do, if there's a player that we should be on, please let me know. Please email me. Uh, my phone number, my email is all up on the Army West Point Athletic website. Um, so if there's ever anything I can do, please reach out to me. If there's a guy you think would be a good fit for us, uh, please let me know. So uh, I appreciate you having me, Coach. I, you know, it's an honor to talk to the coaches in that great state. Every time I get a chance to go down there, uh, you know, I'm amazed at the quality of coaching in that area. So 
Um, it's an honor to you know get a chance to kind of talk to you guys and uh, you know uh, go Army, beat Navy. <laughs> Thanks, Coach.